three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple and oh my god i have friends today i'm so excited Hi. um i've got mindy. Hi, mindy hello how are you? and i've got it's ray and ray how are you friend Ooh. oh my god this that poor uh, oh are you there hello <laughs> okay there you are <laughs> welcome back <laughs> She went away like the piece of the film they cut that is now returned. Oh, that was an amazing, that was an amazing segue. And I'm so happy. You did that. Yeah. But so Hair let's flip. just, yeah, let's, so let's get that out of the way. So we're talking about, uh, we're reviewing the Muppet Christmas Carol, which I believe was the first film after Henson died. That yeah, so did? it was the first film after uh, Jim Henson as well as uh, Richard Hunt, who was one of the core Muppet performers. He was Scooter, Statler, Beaker, Sweetums, and Janice, and he had also died at this point. So the dedication in the front is both to Jim Henson and to Richard Hunt. Thank you. So let let me very quickly go into a little bit of uh, my uh, my experience with this film. So. Uh, to completely date myself back in the day. <laughs> so before you young kids had streaming services and didn't have to leave your house, you had to be old school and go to a and, and go to a go to a video store. Or in my case, I got did anyone else get a lot of stuff from like the library? Was that just me? Or because I, I rated some... so much stuff. Thing is, I lived overseas for a good chunk of my childhood, so Our video library was my dad just coming back from the U.S. with things that he thought we would like. And our video (laughs) collection got so big. Literally, I heard that there was somebody at a local video store who wanted to rent our collection because it was so extensive. Oh, that's incredible. So so I got the um, the Muppet like uh, Muppet collection on Blu-ray like two or three years ago. And it comes with three discs, so it comes with like the Muppet movie, Great Muppet Caper, Muppet Treasure Island, uh, the Muppets, uh, Muppets Most Wanted, which you know, eh. but uh, but it also comes with the Muppet Christmas Carol, and of course, the disc I'm missing is the one that has fucking Muppet Christmas Carol in it. I'm just oh, like, no. I'm like, damn it, it's it's very upsetting. But I will say for me, I went, I read this, I think, for the first time when I was, oh god, uh six or seven and this was my first exposure to a dickens uh a christmas carol and i will say myself reading it in college that book is so fucking long oh my god it is so <laughs> long and it drags well, I mean, it is dickens and dickens is very dry dickens is very um you know he worked in like the poor house when he was a kid. So a lot of his work has that London sucks and it's dark and everything smells and, you know, and so, I mean, this is his happy version of that, but it's still (laughs) London is terrible, but now it has Christmas. (laughs) Aspect to it. 
Wow, that's a I, so kind of like how David Ayer hates like Los Angeles, kind of like, kind of like that. Yeah, well, the funny thing I think is hilarious is that A Christmas Carol was self-published because he took it to his publishers and they're like, no, nobody wants to read this shit. So he's like, fine, I'm going to do it myself, assholes. And he toured it as a one-man show and it became popular when he did that. But, but the like thought a that A so Christmas Carol was Christmas rejected story, by producer with by a, a publishing houses just by, well, I find hilarious crazy? considering how ingrained it is in society now. I, I don't think I'm crazy, but I'm going to look that up. I'm, I don't know about that. I wouldn't be surprised, but I do not know. <laughs> no, please, please do. But so the, so the, I will say myself, I love Christmas so much. It's my favorite holiday, very closely followed by Halloween, just because, you know, dressing up and you know that fun stuff but and then you can watch a, a nightmare before christmas and combine the two it's true like which is, is that more of a christmas movie or a halloween movie for you it's yeah. can't we have both oh, wait. i mean we Sorry, can't have both but if you had to choose one which one would you lean towards like, would you say i'd say it is much more a christmas movie i christmas agree with that actually. okay then he wrote a work called the cricket on the hearth a story few yeah. beyond any Dickens diehard fans. No, no, you're good. <laughs> no, you're good. She's yeah. trying to get facts in here, Hunter. It followed after Christmas um, Carol, and it didn't do well at all. So in other words, yeah, his publishers said, oh, go away, we don't want Christmas Carol. And then he came back later and said, <laughs> look, bitches, this did really well. I'm going to write another one. It's going to be fabulous. And that it didn't do well. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and none of them did well Oops. oh apparently there are others it looks like there's one called the chimes then the cricket on the hearth the battle of life and the haunted man and the ghost bargain were all yeah he and none of them damn well that you would think you would stop after a certain point but you know <laughs> but wow like huh, well the more you know but so the more you know, right? I, I imagine the NBC thing flashing across, <laughs> but but this movie in particular, it's my so it's actually my favorite uh, adaptation of A Christmas Carol uh, as far as a film. I know a lot of people would say Scrooge, and I get why you would say that, but for me, for me, it's this, and I will get into my my reasons why, but. As we get into the movie here, so Scrooge is played by Michael Caine, which I always forget about for some reason. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is you. And and fun fact, um, one of the things that if you see near the end, there is a shop that's called um, White's shop. Michael Caine's oh, real name is Maurice Micklewhite, and that's why they did it. Really? Yep. God, the more, God, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting an education on this. I like this. <laughs> yes, so, Maurice Joseph Mickle White Jr. How are you? Yeah, need? that's somehow like more pretentious than Michael Caine sounds to me <laughs> sometimes. Because I don't know, Michael Caine always kind of sounds pretentious, but like the nicest version. Oh no, of it. he went away forever. Oh, who went away? Until they put oh, it back. Hello. The, oh, there we go. Hello. <laughs> Anybody? Hello. 
he was lost, like the lost Aww. footage. <laughs> oh well, apparently. <laughs> there you are. Until they put it back. <laughs> like. Uh, okay, I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened there. That's really weird. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I was. Anyway, we were talking about Maurice Mickle O Walker. No, Maurice Mickle White. There we go. Yeah, like so, but Michael Caine. It's really funny to see him in this shit. It's because, like, when you think about him being in Dark Knight and stuff like that, it's like, oh, I forgot that he had this random detour where he was working with puppets, uh, Muppets, pardon me. <laughs> but I yeah, think that's... Yeah, get it right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I know. I'm, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> but the thing that works for me the most about this is that seeing him... This is going to sound weird, but seeing him being mean to puppets... Considering how <laughs> shitty people have been in 2020, almost makes it worse somehow. <laughs> like, like. Well, we, the thing yeah. is, this is the first Muppet movie where like Kermit isn't the lead. It's the first time that there's a human person as the lead, and that was one one of the things I love about this movie is the fact that you have humans that are as much a part of the story as the Muppets are. It's like you'll have a couple walking by and then there'll be a horde of penguins as well. And it's just like, yeah, that's fine. That's just London, you know? And I love that. Yeah, well, I mean, they interact. Well, yes, but it's like, it feels in this one, it's much more not just like Muppets and then a singular person they interact with, like in Labyrinth, say, but you have much more incorporating the background, like the city has humans and people, I mean, humans yeah, and people, that's yes, funny. humans <laughs> and Muppets, uh, the reason working together as more of a world as opposed I, to a yes, Muppet world that happens to have a person it, especially in, it. in versions of a Christmas at least for me because I, think that's I look at it I think and fair. I say okay wait a minute this is the first time that you know Kermit is either a not Kermit or not playing a part that was made for Kermit Kermit is just Bob Cratchit you know except for Gonzo and Rizzo in a little bit no one else interacts with us and nobody else does really if you will muppety things they're they're treated as actors playing a role which i get is kind of cool but other than the fact that they're muppets there is nothing about this version of christmas carol that is any different than anything else i mean it is a straight up version of christmas carol Every ghost is represented exactly the way that they would have been or, or pretty much have been in all of the other versions of Christmas Carol, even in movies that have been made. Everything else is the same. Hmm? <laughs> Originally, no, Gonzo was going to be the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. Because, I mean, Originally, the speak, ghosts were going to be Muppets. Like, kind of the Ghost of Christmas Past was going to be Gonzo and have his nose stick out of that, you know, like, death mask. Thing sometimes, but the Ghost of Christmas Past... Uh, sorry. That sounds I think weird. I, got I don't know if I could... It should be the Ghost of Christmas yet to come. But the Ghost of Christmas Past, I don't know about Gonzo in that role. But I, I think Beaker should be the Ghost of yeah. Christmas yet to come. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, the, that's the thing. I don't think that anything else about this version... 
is any is special or any different than any straight up version of Christmas Carol. And maybe that's why it bothers me a little bit. Not that I don't like the movie and not that I don't like Muppets because, oh my God, they are my favorite. But I look at this and just don't think as far as versions of a Christmas Carol that the, this is anything special. And I think that's because the Muppets are actually, essentially being actors in a film. They're not playing themselves in any way, shape or form. Just me. And I think that's why I like it. Um, and not that they are not themselves, but that they are definitely are themselves, but they're playing a part. Because, like, I think Miss Piggy as Mrs. Cratchit yes. is the best. I think she's I amazing. I love that. And it's the fact that, like, Miss Piggy, she can get old real fast. Yes, she so can. So <laughs> the fact that you have this very fiery personality, but toned down to play a role, you can still see the fire. But she's pro playing a role, which makes her much more edible, I guess. Is, I'm, that's not exactly the term I want to take. But it's like... <laughs> it, it, uh. Shut up. Uh, so, but it's like you have these characters and you have the spirits of these characters. But the fact they're playing a role, it makes the role more endearing. Like Tiny Tim is annoying as fuck. Let's be real. But real? Robin, oh, I love Tiny Tim. Really? No, but Robin playing Tiny oh, Tim okay. was delightful. Okay, I was about Because to say. Robin can make it endearing. You know, Piggy can make Mrs. Cratchit more than just a face in the background. Uh, Kermit can humanize Bob Cratchit. Granted, Bob Cratchit was pretty humanized already, but still. Um, but it's like you have the Muppets with their personalities taking on these roles that have become dated and become, oh, here's another version of Christmas Carol and gives it a little bit of a fire while still keeping both the Muppets and the Christmas Carol uh, at their I core, totally and that's what, what I, I really just, liked I about it. it. And, and while this, I can't say this, I'm not sure if this is my favorite version of Christmas Carol because I, I do like Scrooge and I do like the Disney version. My Christmas Carol. But it's certainly up there. So, oh, okay. Mm. So, so, okay. So, I think that's fair. So, for me, the weirdness comes from not Gonzo, the great Gonzo. So that is a huge thing with me. I'm realizing the older I get are titles because when <laughs> when Jack Sparrow be like, it's Captain Jack Sparrow. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, it's Captain, not just Jack Sparrow. <laughs> so I love the fact that the movie is like, no, it's the great Gonzo, not just Gonzo, the great Gonzo as Charles Dickens. And I'll just say right now, if you can't get past that, and I appreciate the film lays that out very early and goes, hey, yeah, the great Gonzo is playing Charles Dickens. If this is a hang-up for you, you're probably not going to like this movie. It, <laughs> but it's the fact that that weirdness is just put right out from Jump. But I went, I really wow. appreciate that. This was my original Hamilton. I watched this shit <laughs> a lot. Like, I've probably seen this start to finish ooh, conservatively, I'd say, 40 times. And that's probably low. And that's probably oh, lowballing like it. Dude. I have not seen this film since we got a DVD player and I watched it last night because my husband hadn't seen it. I'm there reciting words and lines and singing songs that I had not watched in at least over a decade. So it's like, no, I'm with you right there. It makes an impression. 
Yeah, like, but I I love the fact that the movie starts off with even Rizzo going like, "Wait, you're not Charles Dickens." I mean, you know, that's his best fucking friend, and he just, and he flat out goes, you know, oh, I know the Christmas Carol at the back of my hand. He goes, oh, you know, there's a bump on my thumb and there's a there's star, a star, on, my star wrist. on my wrist from when I fell off my and, bicycle. And that, so I'm like, you're admitting that he's ridden a bicycle like the Great Gossip, and you just move on and. I love when he goes into the past and like uh, he has Rizzo and he's saving him from like being frozen and a chicken walks by and he's like, oh, hello. And yeah. <laughs> so, oh, this is Louise. Like he, there's a chicken on his head and he's like, hey, this is Louise. Yeah, we met. <laughs> like, which, I so I love the introduction of Scrooge. So the music in here. Oh, it's so great. It's it's some of my favorite. It's it's one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Uh, the '90s had a very good year for soundtracks because we got this and fucking Space Jam in the same decade. <laughs> and fuck yeah, the both those soundtracks. But I love the shot of when Scrooge comes behind that corner and like the his uh, it's not a cape, but I'm a superhero well, nerd, so I'll call it's it a, a cape. So, it's a Victorian cape. Yeah, where it goes ahead and hits hits the camera and I was like and covers it. I was like, oh that's such a great shot. Um that opening song is fucking excellent. I love that opening song. The uh uh Paul Williams I know did the uh composed the music and yes. And he, so he has such a very weird random uh like filmography. Like I was looking through it like A Star is Born, the 76 version, uh Muppet movie. Uh great. <gasps> What? Uh, Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, he did a movie, I guess, for Jim Henson called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, <laughs> which I didn't even know that was a fucking yeah. thing. I was like, oh, that, what? I didn't know about it either until I saw like a blooper reel. And you know the bunny that sings Old King Wenceslas? Oh, yeah. You still have to see yeah, that that's from that Christmas special. special. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I've never seen that, but that was a movie. That's a movie that's apparently really highly rated. But I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I've never even. But um, okay, I okay, I will look that up because I have not. I was I was very confused about. It. But he did the music for uh, Central Intelligence, the one with Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart uh, for Valentine's for Valentine's Day. Uh, Princess Diaries 2, uh, Superman Red Sun, which came out earlier this year. Like, it's, it's a, he, he's all over the fucking place. S Secret Life of Nim. Like, what the hell? But I love the music in this. Just, uh, there's not a song I don't like in here. Um, I was, mm -mm. right, like, I was, I was a little disturbed at how much I was able to remember all the songs. I was like, God damn. Oh, yeah. Like, still, uh, just the whole town it reminds me of when Trump lost the election. Sorry, let me say it again. When Trump <laughs> lost the election, oh, it feels good to say. But seeing everyone, <laughs> so many people out celebrating, just having a whole town sing to you about what a piece of shit you are is, is, is so incredibly amazing. And the fact that Scrooge doesn't give a fuck, it's, it's almost inspirational to care that little but you know, you know, I mean, in a weird way, it kind of is. But the problem is Scrooge, and, and this is for yeah. Disney. This is kind of impressive. They make him a piece of shit in this. Like he flat oh, out, yeah. he flat out says, 
you know, oh, old people should die so we can go ahead and control oh, the surplus, uh, yeah. surplus population. Yeah, I was it's like, like, if they're going to die, they better do it and decrease the surplus population. It's like, goddamn, dude. But this movie, Well, that's the yeah. thing is, like, that's Dick. One of the things in the special fe- features is the reason that they had Gonzo be... Dickens is because they wanted to incorporate a lot of the actual text. So there is a lot of original text in pretty much everything Gonzo says other than the interactions with Rizzo is Dickens. It's not, it's not written in the script. So it's like, that's something that Scrooge said. Although one of the things that I find funny is the references that are American. Yes, yeah, because one of yeah. them, yeah, in order to make it accessible. And one of them, well, one of them, of course, is the funny one with Sam the Eagle and talking about commercialism and capitalism. <laughs> and it's like, it is the British way. And that is the American way. And it's like, it's Sam, it is the British way, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it is the American way. But yeah, God is one of yeah. But one of the things at the beginning is like that I noticed right off the bat. It's a line that Scrooge says to his nephew, and it's like, um, if I had my will, any person who dies with Merry Christmas on his lips should be baked with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. The line is that way in the script. Except that he says should be cooked with his own turkey, and then at the end it's like I'm gonna um, buy a turkey that he takes to the Cratchit's house, and it's like the Brits didn't have turkeys; they cooked gooses. They didn't yeah. have turkeys at this time, and yeah, so it's just like fair. this big old British story. And it's like we have to add American references because kids won't understand why you're putting pudding cups in the oven. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if kids, like, even the whole coal thing, I remember as a kid watching that going, wait, this is a thing? Like, people use, like, uh, that's so weird. But also, you talk about the fourth wall breaking. There's a good amount of fourth well, wall breaking, and it never is enough to Gonzo, who's take the narrator, me and out Rizzo, of the movie. I always kind of, it's, it's almost like a little story, blip so to go, ha, 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 and then it sucks the me back in. Um, oh, yeah. Because they, otherwise, if it was the other characters doing that constantly, then it would get to a place where it would take you out. So, so, so it's not that the characters doing it constantly, but there is that point early on where you know uh, Scrooge goes, "How would you like to be unemployed?" And then it cuts to the rats, and like, "Yeah, this is my island in the sun." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" The thing about that, and I don't know if it was intentional, but if it is, it just makes me happy, is the fact that that little song is Harry Belafonte. And Jim Henson considered the Harry Belafonte episode of The Muppet Show his crowning achievement. Really? Yeah, there was a a song in it. Oh, yeah. There was a song in it that Belafonte wanted to do that's all about, it's very much inspired by Africa and the land and the rain and all that stuff. But he was like, "Eh, I'm not sure that we, I want to do it, but, you know, I mean, it's about Africa and we're living in the 60s and 70s. I don't exactly remember when it was. And it's like, you know, America's kind of racist. And Jim Henson was like, fuck that bullshit. We're doing it. And so they did. And it got to the, like, it's a great little piece. And it got to the point, that Henson considered it the crowning achievement of the Muppets. And 
Harry Belafonte sang that song at his wake. It like it meant so much wow. to Henson that he got to do this very African loving of the land piece that Harry Belafonte was timid to do. He's like, no, we're doing it. So the fact that like that little dance sequence is Harry Belafonte. Again, I don't right after Henson died. I'm not sure if that was intentional, but if it okay. is, it's just a little heart added to the piece. And I'm going to say it was. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I was, I was not. So I will say like Bugs Bunny for me is a huge like comedic inspiration. Um, I owe a lot to Jim Henson. I, I remember the first time seeing Rainbow Connection. Um, oh, and oh. that just, and that's still like, I've been crying a lot today because I've been watching Christmas stuff and it's been very emotional. <laughs> I'm just like, like the year, fuck the year has been emotional. I'm just like, oh God. And yeah. so, yeah, it's been, been a bit of an emotional year, but uh, as I pop open, there you go, beer number two. But I, <laughs> but, but watching rainbow connection this morning because i was just like i haven't watched that scene in a while and watching this so his nephew fred i believe is what his name is um i don't remember him yes. a lot from my prior viewings i really like this actor like i really like him and i wanted to give him a hug the whole time because Bunsen. he has that <laughs> he has that initial meeting where he goes to speak to uh to speak to Scrooge, and they make it very clear that he's poor. And uh, Beaker no, and are, uh, like oh god, I should know this. Is it Benson? No, no. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Bunsen. Uh, Benson. Oh, I was thinking of that classic. <laughs> it, this movie would have been better if it had Benson. In. <laughs> Benson, thank you. But they come in trying to go ahead and collect money for the poor, which is a very good message this time of year, by the way, people. If you can give, please give. But uh, Scrooge basically throw, does everything short of throwing them out, um, and the way well, he, he threw out somebody earlier that was low, that was late on his uh, mortgage payments. Yeah, which the the statement he makes about mortgage statements is very eerie, especially in this year to hear that. It's shit. harvest it's like, time for the money lenders. Yeah, I was like, holy shit! Like that was a line. I went, oh fuck, I don't like that at all. But it's very accurate unfortunately with the way that a lot of people think but um but the, the nephew in particular it's so nice to see someone who's actually talking to scrooge and calling him on his shit because you know his workers aren't going to do it clearly he treats bob cratchit like shit which oh my god seeing kermit take this verbal abuse was like breaking my heart i was like leave kermit alone you asshole like it's just <laughs> But it, it it's effective. I mean, so I mean, to, uh, I I want I, to your point as far as you know the Muppets playing roles. I think Kermit and Miss Piggy, in that sense, might work the best outside of Gonzo, just because Kermit is always so earnest anyway, and you always just yeah. kind and you always just kind of want to see Kermit do well because he's Kermit, you know. And they've done a great job marketing him and all that, but. Kermit is just such a sweet soul. That's the best way I can kind of put it. And so seeing him stick up for his co-workers and everything when Scrooge is being a dick, I was like, oh, I mean, this is pleasant already. And then he goes home and he's a great dad. I'm just like, mm, Kermit, why are you so sweet? But when when uh, when Bob goes ahead and gets them Christmas off because he's the one who has the... Uh, I can't, He's I like, don't know. no one is going to be open, so you're just going to waste money on, like, heating costs, you know. 
So you may as well take the day off. Which is so sad. That's the angle he had to come at it from to get them the day off, which is a whole nother slew of problems. So, but I love the song they sing. Um, I I don't know the name. One more sleep till Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. Um, The way that the it's a great one. You get the the shooting the 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 shooting star because of course you do. The, the, yeah. I love, though, how that song ends on a downer because it's that bunny who went to go get a penny earlier. That He Scrooge- was sailing and Scrooge threw a wreath at him. <laughs> like a true <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a dick move, but I laughed. I'll be honest. I laughed really hard. You know, someone can be just so terrible. You're like, oh, my God. Like, it's like how I laugh at It's Always Sunny, where it's like, this is funny, but... There's a special place in hell for all of you. <laughs> like, that's how it felt watching the first part of this. I also don't remember it being as scary. Now, I will be the first to admit, as much as I love the Muppets, and I do, weirdly mimes, clowns, and sometimes puppets freak me out. Like, that fucking slappy from Goosebumps, if I could destroy that character, <laughs> that, that d- freaks me the fuck out still to this day. Bugs the hell out of me. But... The first ghost, um, uh, 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 Jacob and Robert pass. Marley, uh, oh, passing. Uh, oh, not pass. Sorry, the um, when Jacob and Robert Marley show up. Which that joke I did not get until much later than I should have. The fact that they added Robert Marley. Y- yeah, 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 mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, cause yeah, six year old me did not get it, but now it's like, oh shit. It's like, okay. oh. But they always creeped me out as a kid. That was one of the first nightmares I had. No, no, those characters have always creeped me out, just independent of being these these spirits. Because I remember as a kid having a nightmare about them, and that shit came out in counseling. I was like, oh fuck, I hate those puppets. For some for some reason, it was always those two. It was like, ugh. Like, I hated the Muppet show whenever the they would show up. I mean, but this, when they show up here, it's just kind of when the... I don't want to say I mean, horror elements, but as horror as a Muppet movie could on, get, I mean, kind of start to peek in a little bit. So by the time we... Four ghosts, go ahead. And they're real good. He's, you know... It is either the most vivid nightmare you've ever had, or he really gets visited by four different ghosts. And that's horror. Mm-hmm. And the f- and the ghosts that he first meets, yep. well, in the in the story, it's just the one friend, exactly. it's just Jacob. But in this, it's these are my best friends who are telling me that if I yes, don't if change, horror, I don't know what it I is. am going to go to hell and suffer for eternity. And this is my one chance to not burn forever in hell in eternal torment. It's not a happy time. Well, that's the crazy thing. Is like. So, you know, of course we get to the end where Scrooge is giving, you know, like a lot of money away and all that. But to be real, he didn't even need to do that. He just needed to not be as big of a douche nozzle as he was being. And in the first song, they talk about, hey, you know, he charges, uh, you know, lots of money for his cold and drafty houses. It's like, yeah, if you have a fucking shack, you know, don't charge someone, you know, $1,200 for it. Uh, that that's for Austin in California, by the way. <laughs> but like, but well, I 
mean, I find it interesting. It's like I um one of the things that Michael Caine talked about when he was doing Scrooge, because he's like, I'm going to do this as though I'm with the RSC. You know, I'm doing this as as. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, these are just Muppets. No, I'm going to take this seriously. But one of the things he said about um, being Scrooge is like he took inspiration from Wall Street cheaters and embezzlers. And because they represent greed and cruelty of greed caused by greed. And it's like this movie was made in 92, which means the 80s, which were known for that sort of stuff, yep. had just kind of come to an end, question mark. So it's like the thought of Wall Street greedy dicks was pretty much, much in people's consciousness. So it's like, I'm representing society right now, and you need to get in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... it's- it's 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 kind of surreal. So there are a couple things I do remember that I went, I don't remember that, and that makes me really happy. So there's this one part where, after Jacob and Robert visit him, Rizzo looks at uh, Charles Dickens and even asks, you know, should we be worried about the kids in the audience? And his remit. Nah, this is retor- culture. Yeah, and, but the part that I love about that is that there's this constant running joke about Rizzo's jelly beans, which isn't really anything but i always got laughs out of it and so just for no yeah Rizzo goes you know i oh joey b i have in my pocket all along and charles dickens just groans <laughs> and he goes you know what what and so when dickens turns around Rizzo just kisses him on the nose and i don't know for no reason and then it just cuts the next scene and i was like that's fucking amazing i don't remember that at all. And then no more than 90 seconds later, Rizzo has to go ahead and cross his fins. That's, so he jumps and Dickens goes, I'll catch you. He, he falls in the snow, not even close to catching him. But then Rizzo goes, oh, I forgot my joey beans on the other side of the fence. It just goes through the And I'm like, jumped over the fence. Nobody could have gone through the bars. Rizzo is clueless. But that is where I laugh. When he goes through the bars and comes back. It's hysterical. Oh, they do. My favorite moment like that is actually, it's not in the film, it's in one of the bloopers. And I love the fact that in the bloopers, they stay in character. Uh, They're not, they absolutely do. And one of my favorites is that when Scrooge is being led into the past, he's flying over London with the ghost of Christmas past, and Gonzo... Uh, or excuse me, Charles Dickens, uh, grapples, uh, puts a, throws a grappling hook that attaches to like Scrooge's leg, and they they fly through it. But in Correct. one of the bloop, <laughs> one of the bloopers, he's there and he's you know swinging the grappling hook, about to throw it, and it whacks him in the face, and so he falls over. And Rizzo's like, "We need a medic. We need nurse." <laughs> so, so you actually bring up. Like, the only complaint... It's not even a complaint, because I'll be honest, this is one of those movies I love so much, I just don't care. This is such a nitpick. It's very much that Family Guy, Stewie's talking line of logic, because there are points where Dickens and Rizzo clearly interact with the environment, (laughs) and there are times where the characters acknowledge it, and there are times where they don't. And I'm just like... Like, at the end of the movie, Scrooge, you know, flat out comes up, up, up to them and goes, Merry Christmas, and pats them on and the head. And pats them on the head. I thought that but, moment was so cute. 
It, no, it's adorable, but there's a point earlier in the movie where uh, the Ghost of Christmas uh, past is showing uh, Scrooge at school. And by the way, Scrooge apparently has always been an asshole, which was kind of funny to yes. write. It's like, God, like, I'm sorry, what kid likes doing homework? Like, really? <laughs> like, that was something I was like, well, this is He's the at a Christmas party and he's doing accounting. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it, it oh, oh my god. Okay, so you know, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that Christmas party in a second. But I love that as a kid, he is just straight laced, like, oh, I can get more studying done, da da da. And, you know, it goes to the point that uh, was brought up earlier with uh, with, Sam, with Sam the Eagle. They knock over, like, was it five or six no, busts and the shelf and just goes cracking to the him, ground. So, yeah. And I was like, okay, so the shelf fell. Did you not see them go ahead and knock over said shelf, but then Charles Dickens whisper yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 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 it's it, it is in that sense it is very inconsistent. It it's 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 addressed when it needs to get a laugh. It's not addressed when we needs okay. to move the plot along. Go. So if you want to point to that as a gripe, fine. I'll give you that one, I guess. But uh <laughs> but it's, My little it, gripe yeah. is even nitpickier than that. Oh, so go, 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 go. The only nit, and it bothered me as a kid, and watching it again is like it bothers me now, is the fact that the Muppets and people are soft, and you hold them and they squish because they're soft. But the ghost of Christmas past, her hand is obviously a doll, and when he grabs onto the hand, you can you can see that it feels hard. And oh that my God. It, it, it totally disconnected of it being a ghost wow. and have it being a puppet. And like as a kid, wow. and, and of course I got back in almost immediately, but it's like, even then that is my one gripe with the movie is like, the hand is not soft, damn you. You're supposed to be oh a muppet. God. You're this a little <laughs> doll hand. What is it like to live in your world? Because <laughs> it, it, it should I, be, I don't to be soft and squishy like a human or a muppet. Not this little, little obvious doll. Mindy, I love so much that is your crime. <laughs> that is my one gripe. <laughs> that, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, like he grabs it and it's very clearly plastic. And I'm like, no, fuck you. <laughs> see, this movie gets, uh, will get a high grade just off of the fizzy wig, fozzy wig play on oh, words. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking well. brilliant. Like, whoever thought of that? Like they're hanging, Bravo. they're like hanging around the factory in different places. Who made like, a rubber chicken factory? Up, the <laughs> finished rubber chickens are hanging. You know. Up, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, son of a bitch! Like clown shoes. Oh my God, they are. Oh, oh my god, that son that. of a bitch. Yeah, you're right. I'm 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 like looking it up right now and that's that's really funny. How the hell did I never know that? Um so if there's another okay, and actually I just thought of one other thing. Um I want to see more I always want to see more Ralph. I was just very sad. I only got like like 5 seconds of film on piano. I get there's a lot of moving parts, but I could always use more Ralph. Um Well, that's one thing that I heard it in and they started putting him back in recently was that Rolf was Henson's first Muppet. Like he was used in dog food commercials when Henson was really, really first starting. And at least for a while, it seems they've stopped doing that. They had 
the unwritten rule that nobody was ever going to voice Rolf again because um. that that was Henson's first Muppet that he voiced. And this was right after he died. So it was probably very much just like, we'll have him, but nobody gets to be Rolf except Jim. Fair enough. Okay. I, okay. That's, I was not aware. God, again, I'm, I'm getting an education, some stuff I didn't know. <laughs> um, so I, we talked about it a little bit, but the lost song in here. Um, I am so mad that they did that to begin with. And I'm so happy they found the footage. As I mentioned, you know, before we started recording, I am more mad to have found out that they cut When Love Is Gone than I did when I found out that NASA recorded over the moon landing. Like, I am so mad. Is that really true? I did not, yes. know, I did not know that. Yep. 50 year anniversary, they were going to f- look for the footage and they couldn't find it. And they realized that it was probably because they accidentally recorded over it. <sighs> Or did they yeah. ever? Or did they ever have it in the first? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but the fact that some producer decided after the VHS had come out that people had watched that, like, nah, kids don't like this song. There's no way children who grew up on Disney female ballads would like a female ballad in their in this movie. And so you're just going to cut it, which means that the emotional uh, tone after this scene doesn't make any sense. And the reprise of this song at the end doesn't make any sense, as well as the pop version in the credits. People are going to wonder, where did this song come from? Yeah. Oh, I am so mad at that stupid ass producer. I want to punch him in the face. And I'm so glad that they found it and they're going to put it back in. That is my biggest problem with the song being cut. Because it's not just the tonal shift, it's the abruptness of the end of that scene. I mean, she's in it this little tiny bit. They kind of see each other, and she just says to him, and I I know now as an adult what the point is, but she says to him, oh, you've been saying that for years, basically. You know, when he says about getting married. Yes, yes. Oh, you keep saying that. And then it's, yeah, and then it's just over. And it's like, as a kid, I'm like, okay, and what happened to them? Or, and what does she mean? And what is she, you don't... We're delaying it again. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next scene is Rizzo yeah. is crying and Scrooge is crying. Especially and it's like, kid, there's no reason that. for them exactly. to do that with her just looking job. at him. You know, also when he says, I love you, Belle, and he's like, happened? she's like, you did once and, and, and walks and away. Gone. It's like, yeah. does that mean you broke up? Does it mean that you're having a spat? It, it does. Yeah. Like, I'm very happy that I... So, I'll be honest. My brain... <laughs> my brain, honestly, I've watched it so many times with that song in there. I just didn't even register it when it didn't play. Like, I was hearing it in my head. Like, the love... Like, like yeah, I was hearing the song in my head. I was like, wow. And it, the song is well, wor- well worth, pardon me, you seeking out if you haven't seen it. Because it's a hard... It's a beautiful song. And... Yeah. And he blew it because money was more important. 
Yeah, and I will say too, uh, I don't know the actress who plays her, but my goodness, I was like, I was like, damn, you let her get away? I'm like, screwed. What are you doing? Like, like, I mean, she's beautiful. She's intelligent. I'm like, you. Her name is Meredith Braun. Okay. She well. is from New Zealand. Oh, oh, well, 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 hello. But yeah, she, 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 she is absolutely beautiful, and I, and I'm. They need to put that song oh, back in. Like, there's no fucking reason to have the song not in there. So, for the love of God. The article I read said that they were going to, just probably not by this Christmas, because they just found the footage. Okay, well. Yeah. Oh, it, shucks. This has been, uh, this is a this is a yearly Christmas watch for me. So, I, I'll, I'll be watching this again anyway. But, um... As we kind of wrap up getting the final thoughts here, I love the Ghost of Christmas present. Uh, that's probably my favorite sequence in the movie because Ghost of Christmas. Favorite song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love the song that he sings. Um, also, he's kind of like Santa, basically. Like, he just mm-hmm. is, this is big, jolly, um, very forgetful uh, uh, ghost uh, or spirit, whatever. Um, also, I love that they go back to his nephew's house. They go to his nephew's house and he's playing games with his wife and their friends. And (laughs) kind of like 20 questions. Yeah. And it ends up just being a punchline about how Scrooge is a terrible, unlovable animal. (laughs) It's like, Jesus. But he's an unwanted creature, but not a rattleach or a cockroach. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. And I, and I laughed. I was sitting here hitting my pen. I was like, (laughs) ha. Got him. (laughs) And then Scrooge is like, is like, come on, come. We have more to see. It's like, no, I don't want to. I was happy and now I'm sad. (laughs) I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Well, the problem is too when you're that much of like when you're that much of an asshole, you really think people aren't talking shit about you. Like that people are just like, oh yeah, like he treats me like shit, but it's fine. Like no, that's not. Well, I mean, that's the whole point of the ghost of Christmas yet to come. You know, the whole point is everybody's laughing that he's dead and and everything, <laughs> you know, and they're like the, the blankets and it's well, like they're still warm. Like you know, I don't pay extra for that. It's like you should. It's the only warmth he ever had. And everybody's like all laughing. It's like who they talk. They're talking about me, aren't they? The they're not talking about me. They're talking about me. Because, of course, as we pointed out, especially in this version, there's a whole song in the beginning about it. And he seems to ignore it. But it's a subtle difference when you're family doesn't like you true true and i and i think that's a fair point to bring up like i i know for me um i i mean i'm just talking about this here you know it's been very troubling but like so, like you two, I love you two to death. Like this year has been Mwah. great, just because of like the reviews we've done of being able to talk and all that. But there have definitely been people who I thought were family who have been really shitty, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. that's unfortunate. So, uh, you know, whether that's friends or actual family, it's like, oh, well, that kind of blows. So, I think that's a really good point to bring up because it does sting more when it's someone that you think has your back, but. 
again, when the That's nephew shows up, Scrooge is such an asshole to him from jump. It's like, well, dude, you but you know, you kind of give what you, you kind of get what you give, man. Like, you need to be a little. Well, that's what he learned. Is like, oh, if I'm a shitty to people, they don't like me. Wow. Doesn't talk about that. Doesn't talk about each other that way. And your family still hates you. That loves each other. And they're poor. Yeah, so it's like yeah. you're trying to acquire all this money because you think way. that's what's important. And, here's and a family that's broke as fuck. Yeah, your family hates you. And here's a family that's broke as fuck and they happy. You have that contrast. You have that contrast between the way that people act about Scrooge dying and the way that that family acts about Tiny Tim dying. And buy up Tim. Yeah, which, which so I will say for me, and I'm gonna just, I we, I'm gonna just I'm gonna kind of kind of just let this keep going, and we'll get to our conclusion whenever we get to it, because it's I my podcast. Shut up. Yourself. Um, I don't know. I, so I just reviewed this horrendous Christmas movie. I'll have the review uh, for all of you here in the next couple of days. I reviewed Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, and I can't. Oh no. And I. And I cannot understand, I cannot stress enough how much I was really wanting to put a gun in my mouth and how upsetting that movie fucking All is. All you had to say was Kirk Cameron. Yeah, I could have just stopped there. <laughs> I didn't even know Saving Christmas was a thing until, because I googled what the fuck he was, like the bullshit he was talking about with the whole like, oh, I'm holding these, you know, uh, events outside and all this shit. And Kirk Cameron, I typed in Kirk Cameron surviving Christmas or saving Christmas. Sorry, I, I guess I was trying to survive the movie, but Kirk Cameron's <laughs> saving Christmas came up. I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was on Amazon Prime. So I'm like, oh, I don't have to pay for it. So I watched it and it was so nice to watch this and go, oh, that's right. If you're trying to have because there are some like I don't want to say biblical references, but they reference God in here. But it's never done. Yeah. In a over-the-top, pushy, if you don't believe this, you're going to burn. Like, pretty much... Yeah, it's just Tiny Tim, a reference to him being good at church and being, you know, having faith. That's that's the only reference to, like, God, quote-unquote, that is in Muppets but it's like, Christmas Carol. But it's like... But it's a good... Yeah, yeah, but it's like, that's how you do it. Don't beat yep. someone over the head with it and act like, you know what I mean? So I was really happy. And I'll say that's my favorite song. It's a Bless Us All song. Uh, that, that is a beautiful that, song. That's when the waterworks just started coming again. I'm like, ah, God damn it, tell me, tell me, tell me. But um, it just works so well because it is the family, like we've been talking about, that is poor. And I mean, I'll say for myself, you know, I think everyone remembers their first job. You know, once you get your first job, you're just happy to get a check. You're like, oh my god, like I make money now. You know, and, and as you get, you know, better <laughs> jobs, you're like, oh, cool, I can actually get A, B, and C. And it was actually a really, it's a really beautiful song, and I love the way it's filmed. It's, it's, there's no bells or whistles to it, but it's just filmed incredibly well, well with Tiny Tim uh, being the focus and. I love that when we get to the Ghosts of Christmas uh, future, that's when the shit kind of goes like, hey, we've been kind of dancing around the darkness of it. Oh, well, here it is full on. And 
even even a Charles Dickens and Rizzo go, yeah, we'll see you at the finale, kids. Like time, time. Well, what's great about that is that it is a mirror of the scene from the present. It's you know we have. Uh, in the present, you have Tim and Bob coming home. Their daughters eagerly hug. Oh, first of all, it's it's Miss Cratchit eating chestnuts at the stove. The daughters are like, "How you're not supposed to eat those yet?" Tim and Bob come home, are swarmed by the daughters, and then the son. They go eat dinner. Miss Cratchit asks, "How was he at church?" And and uh, then they go eat. This one, the exact same thing happens where it's like Miss Cratchit's at the stove and the daughters confront her only it's because she's been crying. You know, Bob Cratchit comes in without Tim. The daughters come, but they're a lot slower. Same with the son. They go to the table. Miss Cratchit once again asks him how Tim was, but it's the how was the churchyard? And it's just, it's the same exact scene, only now there's a darkness sure. and a sadness to it. It's, and it's so you can see, for, it's like, me, oh, it's you, fuck. It is the one with them sitting around the table. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so, it's enough, so well done. Like, I mean, Ray, song, so, I, I mean, I'll ask you, Ray, real quick. Like, what is your favorite song in this? It is the one in like, here that reminds me most of a more traditional Christmas okay. carol that, that we sing, you know, that we still sing today. Um, because it's just them sitting around singing. There's very simple harmonies in this, and I could even see it being sung as a round, especially okay. the chorus, if it needed to be. And that that is my favorite of the ones that that are in this. And I will say just the ending of it is a really good button, which and the ending of it, too. It it is a nice segue into the darkness of the ghost of Christmas future. Yes. Yes. Whatever you want to call them, because first of all, it's you have Scrooge going such a meager feast, but very much appreciated. And then at and then when he you know, it fades away, it goes into which you may not realize as a kid, but the ghost of Christmas present is only alive during the present. So once that day is over, he's dead. So it's like now you have this this ghost that is dying and now you have the future where it's all rainy and grim and people are celebrating the fact that you died and you know so it's a very good segue of this very bright happy moment to now we're getting into something real yeah and it gets real real quick too i mean seeing Mm -hmm. seeing your seeing your own tombstone that i think that would kind of light a fire under well, I like the fact too that it's like throughout that whole scene, Scrooge knows that they're doing, they're talking about him. Yeah, he knows. He knows from the very beginning. He doesn't want to believe it, but he knows. And like in that scene where he's confronting his tombstone and a lot of the other representations of Christmas Carol, he's like, "Who is that person? I'm so confused. What? It's my tombstone? Oh no!" But it's like as he goes. <laughs> That sounded as just he, like him, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, but as he walks towards it, like at one point he points to another one. He's like, it's this one, right? Not the one over there that is very like clearly me. It's And this, so he's like, oh, like I don't with anybody else. And you know? so it's the... F- and I appreciate that out of him, especially in this moment. Right. Yeah. And that... Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do love when Scrooge wakes up in that realization of, oh my god, I have a second chance. And I will say he does not waste a shit. He's like, oh my god, I need to be better, I need to be better. Which is actually really... <sighs> That's a lesson for all of us, I think, given the times we're in. Like, we can all be better. We can all be better about checking in on each other and, you know, like... You know, loving on each think, other and all that. Yeah, and I think more than that too is that it's like it the epilogue that Dickens gives is that, you know, everybody can be scared and then it's like it, it's like the New Year's resolution. It's like I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna eat right and I'm gonna give more to charity and then after a couple weeks you're you're like, Oh, I'm just gonna go back into old habits because it's too much work. But you have Dickens say Scrooge was true to his word and he he did not falter in becoming a good person he actively kept it up to Tim he became a second father and he became the epitome of the Christmas spirit throughout essentially that center of London so it was like he didn't renege on what he was gonna do he kept it up and and I think and I really appreciate the fact that they put that in it's like this wasn't just a one day thing he he really turned his life around and made said that explicitly yeah I think that's a I think that's a really fair uh that's a really good point uh, I I do love when he jumps out of bed you know he's like I'm as yeah I'm as happy as an angel I'm as married as a schoolboy uh somewhere Kevin uh Kevin Spacey's ears are ringing but uh <laughs> but but as we get to the end of this though I love it's such a subtle thing I love the last song too um, cause you know, it's his declaration to the town that look, I'm going to be better. I'm not going to be, um, as much of a piece of shit. It's, it is funny as a kid. Cause I remember watching it when he, you know, it's fucking with Bob Cratchit. Like I give you the day off. I didn't give you the day off. I would never do that. I'm like, like and I love that confrontation of Mrs. Cratchit. It's like, therefore Bob Cratchit, I'm going to raise your salary and I'm going to raise you right off the payment. Pardon? So... <laughs> Okay, Miss Piggy, like, I, I can't remember if it was you, Mindy, or Ray, oh, but yeah. Miss Piggy, my God, everyone needs a Miss Piggy in their life. Like, she is so passionate about about her partner. It's like, that's how it should be. She's like, I will punch you right now. I'm like, ah, all right, th- th- this works so well. But um, I love where he comes inside and flat out says, you know, would you like to enjoy this dinner? And it's like, okay, man, like, like right the fuck on. Um for me, as far as a grade, oh, I mean, honestly, I have to give it a fan fucking tastic. Like, I like, I was gonna go a plus, but rewatching the last song and just when I started crying all over again, I'm like, yeah, I really do. Like, I actually like this more. Ooh, okay, I do like this more than Elf. I know a lot of people are like, what? Yeah, I'm going to review Elf. I, I love agree. Elf, but I like this more than Elf. I, and, and again, I love Elf, but um, yeah, I, I just, I, this movie laid a lot of groundwork for me just for how I look at musicals and things like that. So just because of that, I have to thank the Muppets and this film in particular. Uh, Brian Henson, oh, yeah. by the way, also did they Muppet Treasure Island, yeah. and I don't give a shit what anyone says. That is the be- that is my oh, favorite sorry, Tim Curry yeah. performance. Oh, I don't care what anyone Muppet says. Oh, fucking... hell's yeah. Well, I mean, I do love Clue, and you gotta say... Oh, I, I mean, love Clue, and Rocky Horror, of course, but... Yeah, it's like... And Labyrinth, not Labyrinth, yeah. um, uh, Legend, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, pretty... 
No, you're yeah. good. And and uh, King Arthur and Spamalot is like Tim Curry is just amazing. He but is. yes, he is. But it's, oh, and in Captain Planet and in Fern Gully. Anyway, go ahead. But but honestly, it's my favorite Tim Curry performance. If I ever got a chance to talk to him, which that would be amazing, that would be the first thing I'd bring up because I just oh, rewatched Three Musketeers. Oh, that's right. He Sorry, is. I'm just going off. No, on no, no, Tim- no, no. Tim- I'm just going off on how great Tim Curry is. But anyway, continue. He, no, no, and he was uh, the villain in season like the last uh, season. Uh, season was it ten? I think of Criminal Minds, something like that. It's a two-parter. It's great. But sorry, I digress. But I digress. Um, I love this film so much, and considering the tasks they had after losing, um, after losing oh, Jim Henson, not an uh, uh, not an enviable task by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, we did get Muppets from Space, which is the weakest of the newer films. I would say, eh. Actually, I would say it's... But actually, it introduces Pepe the King Prawn. I, I, I do love Pepe. Actually, I would say it's Muppets Most Wanted than Muppets from Space, because I do I do not like Muppets Most Wanted. I wanted to, I just don't. But I digress. Um, This film in particular is just so well done. All the music is so insanely catchy, and I will be listening to the soundtrack next week as we get closer to Christmas, but I... With the When Love is Gone in it. Yes, yeah, because I, I, the soundtrack has it, so yeah, go listen to that, but yeah, this is just, this is a fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, it's okay. such a well-done film. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you could find... I don't know if Amazon's version has that song in there, but if it does, it, it might be. It worth- doesn't yet. What you can do is when you get to that point, go on YouTube and find it and then just watch it and then go back to the movie. Yeah, there you go. Just do that. It's well worth It's like a two minute song. You can do it. It's fine. <laughs> um, Mindy, I'll have you go first. What are your final thoughts and grade? Oh, God. This movie is freaking brilliant. I mean... As you said, you know, this was a Herculean task considering that it was right after both Jim and Henson and Richard Hunt passed away. And it is very much a love song to them and very much the here's the responsibility, first of all, from Brian Henson of the I have to make my dad proud. And you can tell all the love that is put into this movie and also the care of Dickens' work. Because like I said earlier, they wanted to make sure that a lot of the original text was put in this story. So it's like, hey, kids, here's the book and we're going to get you interested in this story. One, because it's a classic of literature, but two, because it has a really good message of money isn't everything, which is such an important message that we need to really start teaching because if our last presidency is any indication when money is the only thing that you care about you become a massive dick that everyone cheers in the streets when you're not reelected yep Uh, (laughs) well said yeah right and i as i said i love the fact that You know, everybody is taking it really seriously. It's not like, ah, ha, ha, this is a fun movie with puppets. No, you got Michael Caine being Scrooge and treating every character. I mean, he even said in one of the behind the scenes where it's like, you see the puppeteer, but you look at the puppet because they're real. And so it's like, I appreciate that sincerity and the fact that he's taken this seriously. And I mean... 
It's so good. It's right up there. Like I said, I'm not sure if it's my favorite version of A Christmas Carol, um, but eh, if it isn't, it's real close. Um, the songs are amazing. It's like, honestly, I'm like, what is my favorite song? And yes, um, It Feels Like Christmas, I think, is my number one. But also, One More Sleep Till Christmas is brilliant. Yes, it is. Uh, it is br- the coda of it. Uh, that's like, I think, one of my favorite parts of the songs in the movie. Um, I mean, I can't really think of any song that I dislike. And I thought that, you know having the narrator character and the the audience point of view which was Rizzo and Gonzo um while at times could be a little over the top wasn't too much for me to be taken out of the film oh I could just go on I'm so happy they found that footage that they can put it back in and y'all go watch it it'll make like I'm there introducing this film to my my husband the opening scenes are happening which is just establishing London and establishing the fact that there are Muppets in London and like Scrooge and Rizzo and Gonzo Dickens haven't even come on stage yet. And I'm like smiling like a fucking fool. (laughs) So it's just, it's like in, in the opening sequences before anything happens, it will fill you with joy. So go fucking watch it. So I'm going to say, uh, my heart exploded three times that day and then kept growing. That's how great this movie is. Go watch it, but make sure that you click on YouTube for that song because it's stupid that they took it out. So you got to give a letter grade. Oh, I got to give a letter grade? Yeah. Yeah. Lame. I know. (laughs) I'm going to give it an E for excellent. They have the oh, oh. stickers. They're okay. like usually scratch and sniff and stuff. Like you get them in elementary school. I don't normally let people break the grading scale, but you know what? It, it's Chris. It, it's it's the holiday season. Why not? I will. It's about it. generosity, right. Hunter. Yeah. Come on, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm being a dick. Pardon I'm going me. To go um, with you. All right, all right, Ray. Let's I'm bring it down for fantastic. us. Fantastic. <laughs> And I know that from the beginning of this, a lot of you are going to say, I thought she was going to be the Scrooge and the bah humbug of this. But here's here's what, what? I have to say about that. Just because. Wow, I am shocked. Yes. <laughs> Actually, it was just the two ghosts. It was just the two of you. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, here's the thing. But she was visited Even... by three ghosts <laughs> and it changed her mind throughout the course of this review. Exactly. Because of some of the things that I said at the beginning of this. <laughs> oh, okay. It doesn't mean that it is not a good movie. It doesn't mean that it is still not freaking Muppets. And, I mean, Muppets, I grew up with Muppets. I mean, I think that my sister and I wanted to be Muppets when we grew up. That was our our life goal for several years was to, you know, be Muppets, not Muppeteers, Muppets when we grew up. Proof. (laughs) I, yeah, I just can't tell you that this is a bad film because it's not. Just because it's not my favorite version of this doesn't mean it's not a good film. It doesn't mean that the songs aren't fantastic. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have all of the love obviously put into it by the whole cast and the staff and the Muppeteers and the actors and everything that are in this because it does and it is a great 
way to introduce um, someone to the story, especially if they're younger. Because again, you're going to get Muppets, but you're also going to get some of the text of Christmas Carol, and you're definitely going to get the heart of the Christmas Carol in this film. Um, I just can't tell you that I don't like it, because it's not that I don't like it. I do like it. I And I love the fact that Michael Caine is, this is what I will say, that, that when you compare it to other versions, I think Michael Caine gives us one of the great Scrooge performances. I just do. And I, I think that is because of something, you know, and it, and it could be anything. First of all, Michael Caine's a great actor, but I think it is something that Mindy mentions is that he is one of the many people I agree with that. I agree with that. that decided that they were just as real as any other actor on stage that found themselves not speaking to the puppeteers, but speaking to the Muppet themselves. And he treats this like he is on a British stage and he is does some very subtle things with this that some other actors who've played Scrooge do not and I think that he is one of the best Scrooges that we have seen in in film uh, versions of this so I I know that from the beginning of this some of you thought I was going to be the bah humbug Scrooge but I am not in the end I am not I love Muppets and I, I, I do love this movie I mean that's this is all there is to it. So I, I did. I'm I right did. I'll be fantastic <laughs> or the A plus or the E for excellent. Any of them are fine with me. <laughs> um. God, what? It's a Christmas miracle. That's so great. <laughs> so. Okay, wow, that what that what a pleasant surprise that is. Um <laughs> Wow, I'm a little I'm a little surprised, but in the best way. So before we wrap this up, I'm just gonna kind of freeform this and just throw out a couple things that um I'm loving right now. So I finished I'm working on pardon me, my new game plus of Spider Man Miles Morales, and oh my god, that game is just <laughs> It's one of my, it's one of the best Miles Morales stories they've done, period. Like, it's just, it's everything I wanted from that game. Yes, could it be longer? That's what she said. But, uh, yes, it could, it, <laughs> yes, it totally could be longer than the 15-ish hours that I spent on my first playthrough. But, my God, that final hour of the game is one of my favorite kind of wrap-ups and boss battles as far as the emotion and everything that I've played in the game in the last decade. I, I think it is absolutely perfect. Um, I'm playing... Yep. What else am I watching? I'm watching uh, Queen's Gambit right now because I'm watching a million other things trying to get through, right. trying to get through screeners and crap. But um, I love that show so much. Um uh, I reviewed it. It is very good. It, it's it's well. I'm a huge chess nerd. Actually, I don't have a chess nice. set, and I genuinely need one. But <laughs> but Anya Taylor Joy, I just think she's special. I, I genuinely think. I, I remember watching uh, The Witch and going, "Okay, I, I like her." And 
then split happened. And I think he's just been on this incredible uh, career trajectory from then. Um, I, I just, I love her. I, I'm so excited to see what she does next. <laughs> totally, and totally. Uh, last thing I'll throw yeah, out, I just, uh, if I, I started Cyberpunk. Um, I have it on PC. Take that, nerds. And, uh, <laughs> and, well, that's apparently the one that's good. That's why they removed it from like the PlayStation Xbox stores because it's like it's only good on PC. Exactly. So I mean, that's been great. Like I'm playing it. I'm like, oh, this is fine. Like I'm enjoying this. But, um, but yeah, I, I there there's been some stuff that I've actually been liking that's new, and those are those are a couple things that I'm uh. I, before anyone asks, yes, yes I know. I need to watch Mandalorian. I'm only on episode two because okay. I'm finishing Big Mouth wow. first, and then I'm going to Mandalorian. Okay. And I've you, basically been staying off Twitter because Plus? I don't want anything spoiled for me. I heard. Some- I don't have Disney Plus, <laughs> so I haven't seen any of it. Wait, what? You don't have to wait. Wait, what? You don't really? You don't? Who? Wait. Yeah. I don't like spending money. Okay. So oh my, I keep I talking like, about how I'm going to get it, and then I don't. I will legit, like, I will legit give you my Disney Plus to use if you actually start watching Mandalorian. That is fucking absurd. Actually. Watch through the credits. I have heard that. Oh, I do. I do. I have Disney Plus. Okay. Yes, I have heard that. Um. Oh, okay, Ray. You said you, Ray. You seriously don't have Disney Plus? Like you promised, but you don't. Oh, oh, you have Disney Plus. Oh, Mindy, you don't have Disney Plus. I don't. Okay, Mindy, I will send you my information right now because that is fucking absurd <laughs> that you don't have Disney Plus. That like hurts my heart for you. Um. Okay, Mindy, what are you watching right now? What are you liking right now? Uh, right now, um, I. Like I said, I got to, one, introduce this movie to my husband, um, Muppets. So that made me very happy that I got to experience that through him. Although he, the person who's terrible at expressing himself, is like, yeah, that was cute. I'm like, bitch, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) This is the same man that after I performed Richard III said, wow, that's a propaganda piece. And that was all he said. And I'm like... Baby, uh, oh okay. My God. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's amazing. I know. Oh, subtle to the last. Anyway, um, but right now, one of the things that I'm thankful for is that a couple months back, I reviewed The King Eternal Monarch, which is a Korean show, which means now my Netflix has an, the algorithm has Asian TV all up in it. And... I have found I freaking love Asian live action TV. I freaking love it. Um, I finished not too long ago. Mystic Pop Up Bar is like for real one of my favorite TV shows that I've ever seen. And we started a new one uh, recently that, oh my gosh, what is it called? But it's, I think it's Japanese where it's again, it's supernatural. There's this demon and some dudes from the afterlife have to go get him. And, and it's just like, I love kind of that over the top 
kind of fantasy stuff. So just like, and like there's this girl who's a supernatural person, but got cursed with like amnesia and mortality. And so she works at like a bakery and it's just like, it's such a random thing. It's like in the middle of all this, this ghost hunter dude is like, yeah, I cook bread real good. So now I'm working at this bakery. (laughs) So, so what is the name of it? Anyway, but it's on Netflix, <laughs> and I apologize for not having it. It's like the Ghost Banisher or something like that. I forget exactly what it's called, damn it. Uh, but but, but Mystic Pop-Up Bar, holy crap, that show is good. Um, definitely recommend that. But also, one of the things more that I found, um, I absolutely love the theater company Team Star Kid. Um, you may know them from... Uh, doing the Harry Potter, they they got famous for doing a Harry Potter musical, and oh, um, okay, yeah, 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 them. okay, yeah, and their favorite, my favorite play of theirs is the guy who didn't love musicals, which is the first of the Hatchet Field horror trilogy, and Black Friday is the second one, and that came out to the public in February, but like they were gonna have the third one, um, Nerdy Prudes Must Die. But COVID happened, all the theaters closed, they couldn't. So instead, they did a series of Zoom plays called Nightmare Time. And I watched the first episode recently, and it's just like my theater side that has been in mourning over the fact that I haven't been able to be on stage in over a year now is just like, it It again just filled me I need I needed to get some theater in my life. And also the theme song to Nightmare Time is fucking bitchin'. Let me just say, I've, I've been rep- singing it to myself on repeat for like a week now. Uh, so Okay, nice. Yes. Well, I, I, so I, yeah, I so that is what I am I both listening to and watching. To kind of, again, um, my recommendation is Mystic book, Pop-Up Bar and Nightmare Time. I, Ray, what, you, Ray, what you watching, got? The only thing right now that I want to say is that we did see the first episode of The Stand. Um, and, again, not a happy Christmas thing at all. Not a happy thing at all. Of course, it's, it was going to remind you a lot of what's going on right now in the world, in the real world. Um, but very well done. If they keep this okay. up, that miniseries is going to kick ass no and of course they have started out it is a little it is different uh than the way the original miniseries was if you um saw that but it is <laughs> it is gonna be so good they are jumping right into it and it just the first episode honestly blew me away getting into it um so not a happy thing but if you have access to watch it on cbs all access please go watch it the stand um but what I really want to say, something I was thankful for this week, is a couple of uh, live, real performer things. Um, right now I am doing temp work, and at the job I am currently at, they actually tried to give us something on Friday, even though they knew they couldn't have a real office Christmas party. They had lunch brought in mm. for us, of course, which was already, you ordered in advance, it was boxed, everything else, it, you know, so that nobody touched anything and, and that kind of thing. So we had this great lunch, but while we're doing that in the lobby, and then we had all of the doors open to the to the office so we could hear it from the lobby, they had a gentleman out there playing acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. And he was just riffing, and he was just going back and forth between 
Christmas Carol and then into another song that maybe is in the same key, that kind of thing. I mean, you've got these Christmas carols uh, mixed with classic Aww. Beatles and then going into, um, you know, classic Paul Simon and then back to Christmas carols. And first of all, it did my heart good just to get to hear a live musician again. And the fact that they gave that live musician a job right now, ugh, just just absolutely one of the best things of my week, if not one of the best things of my year, hearing that guy yeah. play. I actually got a little teary-eyed, um, you know, hearing him out there playing and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to, to kind of lean back and look over and wave out and see him. Um, and then the other thing that I want to say, if you can go and look it up on the internet and find it, there are, um, there's a group, actually two different groups out of Minnesota, but they have some members that cross over. Um, and they're out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. And they have something called Vilification Tennis. Yep, uh, Vilification Tennis. And what they do is they have a, basically there's one person that plays the referee and there are two teams. And each what? Okay. Time and service, go, and they hurl insults at each other. And they're supposed to be original. They're not supposed to be anything they've heard somewhere, stolen from a, a comic, anything like that. And they go and they go and they go until they finally basically make the ref just <laughs> fall out or laugh or get so grossed out that he says, point. He's like, that's it. You win that round. Point. And they do a Christmas, um, and again, sometimes it's not very Christmassy, but they do a Christmas episode um, that, that they usually do live, but they have taken to the internet. So look up Vilification Tennis, and also look up something called PowerPoint Karaoke out of, this, out of Minneapolis, St. Paul as well. And they have gone online with that for, I think, two episodes um, that they've gone online with that. And they go ahead and someone puts together decks of PowerPoint slides and then one of the performers comes up they say it's like they're giving a talk to the group and they say what their subject is going to be you know tonight I will be talking to you about the art of the zipper merge on the freeway and then the deck starts the deck of slides which they have never seen before in their lives which the person of course putting together the decks had no idea what that person was going to pick as their topic and they have to try to riff on these and as each slide comes up and they see it and try to make it relevant to what they're doing so that's very improv and they um, have been doing some Christmas specials Mm -hmm. and of course uh, like most performers right (laughs) now they also have um, a button on there where you can donate if you can drop them a dollar or five dollars or God bless you if you have the means right now to drop them a hundred dollars. Do it, <laughs> but um, yeah, please go out there. And if you can't see live performances live, like Mindy said, you know, look on the look on the interwebs and see if there are local groups or groups of your friends or groups of friends of friends or something mm-hmm. somewhere in the country doing live theater. Because right now, more than ever, if you can watch it, support it, and even drop them maybe a dollar, yeah, well... it's it's going to help this Christmas season. It really is. Mm-hmm. need it yes yep 
Yep. Yeah, I know um, that I'm not exactly sure if, it, well, it's definitely connected to Broadway, but on YouTube, mm-hmm. there's a channel called The Show Must Go oh, On. Yeah, and they've been releasing professionally filmed Broadway shows or off-Broadway shows that are like, if you can donate, please donate. And they're only there for like a day or two. But I've watched a ton of good stuff. And, oh yeah, and they're so good. But as a side note, if you want something Christmassy, I know American Theater Magazine had something a little uh, about, is like, what is your favorite yes. Christmas play? Um and that people don't get to do very much. And I remember just like also something I found this year. I found a bootleg of the American Psycho musical. And I fucking loved nice. it. And there is a song that's also in the movie. Because I watched the movie afterward. Play so much better. Anyway, but there's mistletoe alert. So I'm like, does American Psycho count as a Christmas musical? And somebody's like, yeah, it's, I'll yeah, allow I it. Yeah. It so look up the bootleg show, of the American lie. Psycho if you want a non-traditional at least, at least the, Christmas show because it's freaking brilliant. And there's a lot of, the of 80s music, music in it. You know, some of the horror musicals and stuff. They had a splatter zone. It's so good. And it's... Nice. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody like Evil Dead and stuff. Nice. Yeah, and this so one it had like a plastic screen come down in the splatter, and it was like, American oh, that was Christmas so effective. <laughs> but now there's a splatter stone that makes it even more more awesome. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh. no, that happens at a Christmas party, so it, it counts. Does. No, it totally counts. So. I will take it completely off topic real quick. Um, I forgot about a teacher, which is on FX right now. Um, it it by no means is a happy show. <laughs> Let's be very clear. But my God, Kate Mara is fucking incredible in that. And uh, I think the kid's name is Nick. I think it's Nick Peterson, I think, because he was in um, Not the Spectacular Now. Oh, God, it's one of those sort of movies, and I can't. I, I can literally picture the kid, and I cannot. I'm gonna have to look up who the kid's name is. But um, Kate Mara is absolutely incredible in it, and it just is one of those shows that it keeps building and building. Nick Robinson, that's it. Um, he he was on a uh, um, he was in Love Victor. That's what I was trying to think of. But uh, he, yeah, Kate Mara is absolutely incredible in the fucking movie, and it just Kings of Summer. That's the movie I was thinking of. Jesus, there we go. <laughs> but um, Kate Mara is absolutely incredible. If she doesn't get an Emmy nomination, I will be fucking uh, upset because uh, she absolutely deserves one. Um, it's some of the best acting she's done. But the story, it I love the way it actually is taking the different approach because, you know, let's be real. It's typically, you know, portrayed as, you know, the guy, like the, the male teacher being a predator to, you know, a, a, a female teacher, so this, uh, or to a female student, this flip of it really gets into some social dynamics that I, I, I will share, I will, this isn't even a spoiler, there's a point where she takes him to go visit, uh, visit uh, UT, because she graduated from there, and he tells her, uh, his mom about it, she goes, oh my god, it's so cool that you have a teacher that's willing to do that for you, and I'm like, Hi, Red Flag. Nice to meet you. You should be like, why the fuck is your teacher taking you all day by yourself to go visit the school? <laughs> and but but it but there are these little things that you you know these in, these supposed innocent acts and the way it does build up. I was like, wow, this is really well done. 
it's going to be 10 episodes, so I'm actually waiting for the last couple, but um, I'm watching it on Hulu, and it's well worth your time if you're not watching it. Um, again, I might wait till the start of the year <laughs> to get through the holidays and then start it, but um, it should be over by then, so you can just binge it, but half hour episodes apiece. Um, yeah, great show, great show, but sorry, since we're off topic, someone's bringing something up. <laughs> sorry. Just a shout out to you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, because we're way off topic, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, anything else? Anything else anyone wants to uh, to uh, address or shout out or anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, in this time when we cannot get together, it's all I know. Being able to do like reviews and being able to talk to people that I enjoy talking to, it. It takes away some of that cabin fever stuff. Amen. And I don't, and also is like, I don't know how, you know, people do it who are by themselves, but like the fact that I have my husband and he's here, oh, that, yeah, it's like there's so many jokes that people are, that is like, you know, all these marriages that are going to end because of the pandemic. It's like, well, I actually like my husband, so I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with being I, locked up with him. You know? I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, in this time, I, I mean, it's so much better now than like, say, the 1918 when we didn't have things like Zoom and cell phones and that sort of stuff. So it's like there is still a way to reach out while still being safe. And I am grateful for that sort that definitely yeah, same. I mean, I've been using so I'm a huge uh, Snapchat nerd. I love like oh, most of my Snapchat. If you have me on Snapchat, is me filming Mr. Katzen because he's just the most <laughs> he's the most precious animal on earth, and I just love. No, him. it's Bud. I, it's Bud, my pitbull mix. I'm sorry. That that's good. Hey, <laughs> you know what though? She should think that her pitbull's the best. Like in the same way, I look she's at Mr. Katzen. Yeah, at the same way, I look at Mr. Katz and go, "Oh my God, you're perfect." Um, like I would expect you to think that about your about your animals, but yeah, like Snapchat's been great for stuff like that, and and this has been uh, great for stuff like that. It's not obviously seeing everyone in person, but uh, Lord willing, I can get to Austin next fall is what I'm shooting Fingers for. Crossed. Hopefully, you know, yeah, hopefully we don't have zombies. <laughs> point hopefully we're in a better spot because call it yeah call over it. this crap but um all right last call any other any other things you want to address <laughs> bring up anything yeah you got anything no call it. all right i'm calling it um oh actually wonder woman 84 comes out next next week i'm stoked for that like i hope it's good um Kind of hearing a couple mixed things, but we'll find out. Um, I'm gonna watch Tenet tonight and have a review up for all of you on that because I got a screener for it. So, fuck you, Christopher Nolan. I'm gonna watch that <laughs> on my phone just to spite you, you asshole. Um, yeah, I god, that <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'll be nice and say goober, but everyone, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I am actually starting to use my Twitter more because I'm just having random, uh, I don't want to say Hemingway oh, thoughts. Oh, no. But, no, 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 no. 
No, I know. I was trying to think of an author not Hemingway. That's the first one that came to mind. Oh, I'll say Stephen King thoughts. Is that At least better? those are, well, those are very alcoholic. That's not <laughs> much better. Okay, so yes. So sure, Stephen King <laughs> So you can find me on Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, don't forget to like our uh, pages on Facebook at uh, The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. I think I'm going to stream, probably stream Cyberpunk here soon. I'm debating on what to stream, but... I'll let everyone know. And you can uh, find us everywhere you listen to uh, podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, at The Real Pineapple. Uh, we'll have reviews coming up here soon. I will have that terrible Kirk Cameron <laughs> saving oh, Christmas bless your review heart. up here. Yeah, I went almost 45 minutes by myself about how good it is okay it's not good <laughs> i can't even wait it's a terrible As a fucking side movie. note in that regards uh, a memory popped up from my mom like on facebook that's just something odd that she had said is that um i was i had a banana and i just thought of something that kurt cameron had did it was a stupid video that it's that that shows that um you know, God created natural design kind of thing because a banana is perfect for the hand. You know, it's perfect to hold. And you can easily, you know, unpeel note. it. And I just laughed about this to my mom. And she's like, and she goes, well, it could have been a penis. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that from my mommy. <laughs> wow. I... I... So, okay, I will spoil this about, it's not even a spoiler, because I'll tell you right now, everyone, listen to the review, don't watch that fucking movie. Oh, it's not the movie ends with a dance number. Oh. A dance number. <laughs> Just when I, when I thought the movie couldn't get worse, I get to see white people dan- attempt oh, to dance no. hip hop. It's like, oh, I watched, like, I watched. Oh no! Yeah, like people are trying to break dance, and it's like, oh, I watched Darren's dance grooves for twenty minutes. I can totally do what black people do, and it's just it's because they're down with the. I'm gonna share faux shizzle my nizzle. Yeah, I just it. Oh, it's like that church people that had that song called "Jesus Is My N Word." If you've seen that. There is these Wait, two what? old church people <laughs> trying to get in on the hip hop black culture is clue oh, is cool. No. So they have a song called Jesus is my N word. This this <laughs> Look it up, it's on the YouTubes or not, because it's awful. Oh my god, it I does exist. You. What the fuck I I hate our world so much. Jeez. Oh, uh, okay. You know what? That's a perfect <laughs> place to leave it. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a Merry good night. Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs> Happy holidays.